Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hi. And Forrest. Howdy. Hello, everyone. How Hello. are you doing? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> My co-hosts are dying. We're old men now. Yes. Uh, that's, that's what happens, I suppose, when you... Um, play this so i need to get this seth you said the other day we we were going to talk about kirby uh we'll include i don't know how you can spoil this video game you can't um it's kirby it's kirby which part of this did i say the other day you said that there was going to be like the this long explainer as to why it was oh yeah there's an abandoned town the the lore dump right right before the final boss yeah yeah, there was a lore dump, but I don't feel yes. like it explained why the, it was an abandoned city. <laughs> um, uh, but I may also have missed it. Um, they said that the alien came and destroyed the world until they oh. captured it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. It was weird. Spoiler alert, the final boss of uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land is an alien who came and destroyed the land. And made, and then the people forget. who live there captured it and harnessed it, harness, ha, harness, harnessed its powers through. Yes, harnessed its powers in order labor. to, <laughs> in order to leave, uh, the destroyed land, and go somewhere mm. else, and then the animals became sentient. You love to see it. And uh, then they learned about rise the, up. They learned about the people, who left. And that's why it's a forgotten land, because the people left and forgot about the land. The land. Gotcha. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yes. Um, I maybe was very tired while I was doing the ending, and I... It just know, flew right over It flew you. right over my head. I was like, yep, yeah, this is all happening. Um, but Kirby, I don't want to undersell this game. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, for those of you at home that don't know... Uh, the newest Kirby is a um, sort of a Super Mario 3D World-esque game yeah. where it's there's multiple levels to each world and you're allowed to free roam within that level and, for the most part and you grab collectibles and free little waddle dees and um, reach the end of the level. Um, occasionally you get into these things called or like situations where you use a what's called mouthful mode which is what you see the memes online of where you know Kirby swallows a car or a traffic cone that's for some mm-hmm. reason way mm-hmm. bigger than him yep uh, bigger than the car or like about bigger the than same the car size. yeah it's a big cone <laughs> really big uh, cone just a, a a circle he sometimes swallows yeah yeah so uh, he didn't really swallow them he Puts them in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes a U shape so you can fly. Uh, yep. He can't swallow. Um, They're too big. What's weird is there are. Uh, Sorry, guys. I guess, we need to, I guess we need to get into the dichotomy of what mouthful mode is. <laughs> but Kirby swallows the car, but then shifts his mouth to where he's only swallowing half like of half the car. Of, yeah, yeah. No, I well, he understand. doesn't swallow. He puts the whole thing he in his mouth, whole- and then he can't swallow it. Oh, so okay, part of okay, it comes okay. out of his mouth. Gotcha. 
But man, he does seem like he swallows the staircase hole when <laughs> he's got true. the staircase. <laughs> you know, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't. I should have seen this conversation coming, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, but this is where it's going to devolve to, and that's fine. Uh, I guess also with the vending machine, he kind of... He swallows he all of it. the whole thing. <laughs> No, well, I don't actually. I don't think he swallows it because a key trait of Kirby swallowing something is that he returns to his normal shape, no matter what the size of the thing that he put in his mouth. Right. It's bizarre. So, I guess we need to run through the list of things that puts Kirby in the mouthful mode. Um, it's you don't run we into the any car. other humans, so you can't yep. you can't you can't take the form can't of a human a man. Human. Really lost opportunity there. Yeah. Mario could do it with Cappy. That, that would be too horrific. <laughs> Mario did it I with, mean, like, mind control. If it was Kirby, <laughs> we're talking about, like... Assimilation. The what Borg. If, what, if He's what if Cappy is just, like, a further evolved iteration of the Kirby species? No. I, mm. I, I, don't, I don't subscribe to that. But it's yeah, possible. Maybe, maybe his name started with a K. Um... It so got over we've time. got the car. We've talked yeah, he, about he, the O's. They, they changed his name at they changed his name at Ellis Island. <laughs> uh, we've got the car. We've got the random O-shaped things that let you yeah, pilot the boats. Rings. Yeah. yeah the uh, well, they turned Kirby into like a, a wind generator. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, a, or a drum. The byproduct of which is your is your ability to is your ability to move a boat around. There's the arches the, that let you fly. Uh, the arches that you fly. Specific hang uh, glider. Yeah, hang glider sections. Uh, there's the light bulb. Well, I guess just there's no hanging. Yeah, there's mm. the light bulb which lights up. I like the vending machine. The light bulb is the vending machine. There's the out there's just cans. the mouthful of water. The yes, <laughs> like that. But that he's great. He's just a big balloon. So Kirby can't drink water normally? Is that what the game uh, is implying? I don't think so. Well, that can't so. be true because there are definitely some of the health items are like bottles of soda. Yeah. But this game but is But we never actually see him eat those things. He just kind of absorbs them into his... Like, his being. through osmosis. Yeah. But I think we can, like, based on, like, the anime, we can assume that he actually eats food and, and drinks liquids. Like, in-game cutscenes and stuff from previous games too. Like he he eats. I don't know. It's my first Kirby game, really. Oh, so. but if you so if you look at the trophies or the 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 gotcha collectibles, um, they have they have little specific. You looked at those? Yes. Yeah. If yes, you go and look at them, if you, well, even the ones some of the ones you get, they they give you like they little come descriptions. Up with a little, yeah. Um, a, a little, a little lore dump sometimes. Yeah, and they for the mouthful ones, it specifically says that it, it related to him traveling into this new world. That's why he has that ability. So, so okay. he, so that, he like, can't drink water in this world. Yes, yeah. it's just <laughs> it's toxic. So you you fill yourself up with water and you, you slowly just slosh deflate. around. And you slosh around as you spit We're out curious. water. Curious, curious. He spits, uh, he does not swallow. They put um, a lot of effort into Kirby's animations in this game. So I guess yeah. the one I, I want I want everyone We also forgot the uh the big bookshelf, which so, all it does is uh fall over. 
So yes. that's what I was getting at and my concern for this young child of Kirby. I don't know if he's a young child. Kirby is not a child. He is like a timeless <laughs> being. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kirby wraps he's his only, mouth. He is only allowed to act like a child because of his immense power. No one yes. is going to stop him. If, if he was any more sentient, it would be the end of reality. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh. If There's it a was, lot he to would, unpack here on his intelligence. Um, so Kirby wraps his mouth around the bookshelf. You wiggle Kirby quite a bit. And then the bookshelf falls on your form. <laughs> yes. And, ex- and explodes. <laughs> explodes. And, and I'm like, this doesn't hurt Kirby in any way, but like an attack from an enemy does. Um very curious. Again, I think it, I think it has to do with the uh, dimensions. Maybe like they don't like they don't actually have like like they they can't like physically interact with Kirby. Maybe they're just like these sort of so it, it just like is a thing that changes his shape, but it's not uh-huh. an actual physical object. Gotcha. Maybe it, it like exists on a different like a different plane. Because they do all have that weird glow. Yeah. Yeah. So so I want to state, I think this game does a lot with these mouthful mode opportunities. Yeah, they're always, a, I, they're always a, a, a blast. But I don't think they do enough sometimes. There is one or two levels where they use them as the main gimmick, where like you sort of have to puzzle around which order to use them in and stuff yeah and those moments mm-hmm. are great and they really click but there's only like one or two levels that do that and i yeah it left me wanting more a little bit that's fair um but i felt like those levels were great when i was interacting with them the one in the mall oh there's also the uh, roller coaster which you get to use two times oh god yeah the two t- the roller coaster that's twice ah uh, yes um I ran both of those back until I got every every single thing on those runs. <laughs> I spent like a solid ten minutes on the first one, and I was getting frustrated with it. Yeah, I ran that first one over fault. and over, but because uh, apparently there was another switch that I yes, just I never kept found. missing the second switch. I don't even I didn't even know it existed until a friend told it, me it, that it was. There. It is literally a blink and you'll miss it sort of thing because of um, where it's placed as like you're coming up from like the like you just went down to the bottom of the track essentially and you're coming back up but you're going really fast and it just zooms by and you don't really have like a enough camera space to actually see it coming ahead of time uh well in 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 any case that wildity is still in chains (laughs) you know it's kind of funny that at, at the end of the game you like become friends with the beast pack who are the villains yeah and who are the ones who have uh, captured all the waddledees on at the behest of this alien i would say um, this is maybe the first kirby game where that kind of happens where you just become full-on friends with the entirety of the enemy faction i mean i don't know i feel like that happens with king ddd in every game that he's a bad guy except for like the first one um but anyway even after you become friends with them, all of the all of the waddledees that you never rescued, they're still just sitting out there in cages. Yeah. Just like the memo never got suffering. to these birds. Yeah, like hey, let them go. Hey, 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 the, it's we're 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 cool now. 
That's unfortunate for... <laughs> I guess it's just canon that Kirby... Like, the canon iteration of these events is that Kirby just 100%s the game as he's making... As he's progressing through, instead of having to I don't go know. back and do all these things. I think there's enough in the lore of Kirby that he would easily forget about some of these. Because he's not smart. He's... That's true. Uh, he's very one-track-minded. Is and Kirby any, just and, like and any, Goku? And, I mean, look, well, he's, he's just a I don't, dumb I, and hyper-powerful. I don't like the comparison, yes. but yes. Yeah, it's, there's a bit more nuance to that. Than <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kirby has a lot more going on than Goku. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I guess you could look at it different ways. Uh, in a sense, he has more going on because there's probably more complicated reasons which are not really delved into in the games but the on the other hints. hand he he is just kind <laughs> of like uh, a brainless entity that is only driven by hunger <laughs> that sounds like so. Goku to me I don't know <laughs> That guy's always eating and wanting to fight. Yeah. And he becomes friends like with all, his enemies at the end. In the stories of a lot of the games, is he's that friends Kirby, with Beerus. He's friends with Vegeta. Oh, I think even, even, even the first few games, the whole conflict of the plot was that Kirby had like his food stolen. Yeah. And that's why he goes through these levels and just kind of destroys all of these enemies in order yeah. to get to the end. And I feel so sorry for the Squeak get his Squad, bro. Back. They stole his strawberry shortcake, and that was their. Yeah, that was <laughs> they, it. They they spelled out their death <laughs> with that move. Uh, and it just sort of happens that at the end of all these <laughs> games, Kirby always comes across these malevolent entities from cosmic space beings. He, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <coughs> I. <laughs> yeah. This is my first Kirby game, so I did not mean to ask such a hard-hitting question no, there, no. but, you know. <laughs> uh, it's yep. There's a lot going on in this series. Uh, y- you really have to dig below the I surface, feel like though. there's but a it's lot also going like, on, but also not a lot going on. But also, it, everything is thrown into, like, disarray when you take Meta Knight into the equation, who is very clearly an intelligent, sentient creature. Yeah. Uh, and is the same race as Kirby. Wait. Yes. Hold on. He's the same race as Kirby? I, yeah. I, yeah. Every, and every time you beat him in a fight, at the end of the he fight, his mask, his mask falls off, and he's just and like he's a just black a, Kirby. Yeah. Or like a dark blue, whatever color he is. Yeah. I mean, he's awesome. A super dark yeah, purple. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. And he could clearly, like, speak in full sentences, mm-hmm. whereas all Kirby can say is Poyo. So it's... And hi. Uh, yeah. Also, Kirby in this game makes a lot of cute noises. Oh, it's wonderful. Every time you rescue a Waddle he makes this little squeeze sound at the end. <laughs> and it took me a while before I actually noticed it. And then I noticed it every single time and loved it. The whole game, uh, my entire time playing it, really I think I could sum it up as just like a consistent flow of like dopamine or serotonin or whatever. It's just like there's a lot of nice things happening (laughs) that just make me feel good. 
kind of an interesting like journey with this game. Whereas like when I first started it, I really only played through like one level at a time because, um, like the the. So we should say this game is an easy game, as most yeah. every games are. Even if you play it on um, what is considered like the normal difficulty, yeah, the wild like mode. Easy mode. Yeah, wild easy. mode is still yeah. Super and so the, the like the first, uh, definitely through the first world, uh, the levels. It was really hard for them to keep my interest outside of like how how nice they look visually. Um, like the levels didn't do anything all that interesting um but then the as i got further into the game i i I really got more kind of drawn into what the the like again a lot of the stuff i think was aesthetically it's just it's a really good looking game um and i was pleased to find that it while it doesn't quite have the kind of pep in its step that kirby superstar did um does not have the kind of it, it's a far cry from the sluggish feel of of the previous 3D Kirby games, um, and I think the game does get gradually it it does sort of challenge you a bit more as you go, especially if you're looking for the you know like the hidden collectibles. Yeah. And so the further I got in the game, the more I was kind of like, ooh, I I want to play more. Which I think is a good game, but that is to say, that at the beginning, it, it was kind of like, Ugh, I don't know. This game isn't doing a lot for me. Uh, and I, I think p- part of what helps is as you go, I, I think the the brought from like the Kirby Clash minigame is the ability to like spend collectibles um, to upgrade your um, abilities. And I think the rate at which you are able to find the blueprints to upgrade um, and the challenges, that, the quick challenge you have to do to get like the materials to upgrade those abilities, um, like they come in at a pretty regular flow, and so um, you're always finding. They they don't. Different ones like don't completely change up the way they feel, but they offer like different enough stuff for you to keep, um, for at least to give you a desire to use different abilities that you maybe otherwise wouldn't be using. Yeah. Um, I do think there are some abilities in the game that are just like. Uh, I, I was kind of like complete hands off even after I'd fully upgraded them, um, but I think I the abilities in this game are they they all feel pretty pretty fun to use. That's fair. Uh, my experience with this game was a little weird. Where I when I first started, I was literally playing through one like full area, uh, play session. Um, so like I was completing like the four or five levels or whatever in an area I would quit for the day and then I the following day I would do the next area but as I like once I pretty much got to the I think the third or the fourth area whichever one was the snow one I started slowing down and doing maybe a a level or two a day and so like my my pace slowed down drastically through there and I also kind of well the the later levels are 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 way longer they are oh for sure um but also like I just kind of gave up on caring about doing the extra <laughs> challenges and stuff yeah. to find the waddle d's like i like i was still clearing them with enough that i didn't have to backtrack to any levels to sure. do any extra ones but like i just well, wasn't going i mean hard. if you so the only times you have to you have to collect waddle d's is you have to have a certain amount to like unlock the the boss of the, the world 
Yeah. Um, and it's it's unclear whether that is like total waddledees or the amount you collected in that world. But I'm pretty sure if you I collect, it was like what? Go on. Oh, I assumed that it was that it would be the amount that you collected in that gameplay area. Yeah, like it was because like clear. if it was just like how many you've collected like in the world like so yeah, far, then it's like then you then, then you, I could have just. You're set yeah, from you, the you end get of the that first from the very area. first you can world. Accidentally you get those. Um. So I don't know. But you, yeah, you You're, only have you to can have accidentally stumble the upon those. Yeah. You can stumble upon the amount you need, basically. Yeah. It's not very hard. easy. Uh, yeah. I have there's a theory only a, as there's to only why a handful, you slow down at the end. There's only a handful <clears> in each in each stage that you really have to go out of your way to find. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, Forrest. Uh, maybe even Seth, I don't know how you feel about it. Uh, it's because around the snow areas when the game got so visually boring to me uh, <laughs> uh, that it became harder to play and the levels were longer. I could agree on that, but I, I really do like like the fires when it got re-interesting but the desert and some of the snow stuff was so boring the, I don't know I think, there the, some I think the desert world in- visually was overall my favorite um, and the desert world I thought was cool because like the very first um, like the very first level, level you go it, into like, is like way more oh. sprawling than any of the entire game before that yeah um, and uh, gosh it, it was like a little I think it was, like, the amusement park area or something like that that has, like, the little, like, neon or, like, dark light drenched um, rooms. That was, like, my favorite part of the game, yeah, visually. Yeah, Like, the, the kind of fun house area. Yeah. Like, I... Yeah, that the, uh, the amusement when you first park the area... Bulb, the amusement park area was kind of unsettling to me. Only in, like... I love it. How how much it reminded me of near automata uh like it's weird it but it's like if you took that um that area from near and like directly transposed it but then turned up like this the color saturation and gave it a, a fun theme song i I think that really maybe the problem for me is that area really got me so invested and the rest of it to me was not just not as interesting. Um, Not like mechanics wise because the gameplay was still good and the mechanics and the way you interacted with the world was still good. But the like the the visually the visual styling was so concentrated and so interesting yeah in the I, def- areas I think definitely up. in the the ice world there was a lot of sameness um but i think I didn't the, like the fire world at all yeah the ice world at least like it's hard to see because of how like the the kind of blue filter over everything uh but like the architecture you moving through in the ice world was neat um i don't know i think all of the I think they did a good job with what the like the the task they were doing, which is kind of like you know an overgrown, dilapidated, dilapidated 
post-disaster right. human world that's been inhabited by cartoonish creatures. Yeah, um, I loved I love the weird dichotomy between the realism of this space versus the cartoonish creatures that are inhabiting it. And <laughs> yeah, they, absolutely. It 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 lends to this sort of overall eeriness to it, even despite how cheerful it all is. Right. And like the the two styles are clashing so aggressively against each other in some areas, but it works really well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like sure. it, it's, it's hard to describe how like, you know, like you can see like details in the rusted metal and then there's just a Pixar-ish cartoon dog next to it. And it's like, okay. Like, and you notice like, so like Pixar is doing some of that stuff lately too with its movies, like in, uh, not to turn this into a movie pocket, but in Turning Red, there's, like, it's all so very... little, like, but, visual right. things. And then there's, like, a so sequence detailed. where they're animating cooking to, like, this absurd degree of realism. Yeah. And then it's a, a jokey cartoon again. Super stylized. Um, and so, like, I don't know why that sort of thing is also sort of... Kirby knocked on the same part of my brain that the turning red thing happened. Um, That's fair. So it, um, it's definitely something that uh, enthralled me and kept me in. Um, and I, so the one regret I have is that there's this, the great sequence at the end with uh, the whole final bosses in this like cool, evil laboratory. And I almost wish there's a set of stages set in yeah. And like a laboratory, like they could have done that instead of a desert. The we like, played in a lot of deserts in video games. Yeah, like and the the lead up but to that. It would end, be a post-apocalyptic game without a big desert wasteland. Yeah, I guess. Sure, but like you could I, have I'll at least disagree, done but I guess. at least one full level in that like laboratory setting before the lead up to that like final set of bosses. Yeah. Like, so you can get the setting established, and then you find out the reasoning behind, like, this area, um, as opposed to both of those things happening within the same level. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, um, it seemed like all the lab was was a big elevator into the holding area for the final boss. But I guess there was a, that, there's that long hallway you run down. So I suppose they were, maybe they could have done more with it. I don't know. I like. I thought it was a good. It, it was an effective topper for me, um, to go into this weird space and then fight this 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 gauntlet of bosses. Um, to me, I was like I I wasn't wanting any more out of out of that certain place after going through the the different stuff that was happening. But I think know, I, I think I I think personally. I like I think I just like laboratory settings. Same. So it's <laughs> wait, is it a laboratory or a laboratory? Uh, it depends on Either how one. much you want to like. talk like Dexter from Dexter's yeah. Lab. Dee Dee. Um, also, Dexter from Dexter's Lab was in the game. <laughs> that was that. Dexter's Lab. Yeah. And the uh, the human world fault. in it is is the world <laughs> from Dexter's Lab. <laughs> At least that's that's my headcanon. Right. 
It was actually the city of Townsville. Yes. <laughs> Which we all know exists in the same world as, as Dexter's Lab. Yeah. Um, but this game uh, was fantastic, and I am genuinely glad I played it. I'm excited for Marianne to play it, because she's been patiently waiting for me to finish it so that um, she could play it. There's um, co-op on it. Yeah. yeah, but she why didn't why didn't she want to play as Waddle D? Bandana Waddle D has a, has a, has his whole has his whole own move set. Yeah, I don't know. We don't we don't really play games co op. Just mm. there were times that I was like, man, I wish I could play as Bandana Waddle D, but no way to do it by yourself. And there's no spear ability in the game. Uh, to, to emulate which is, that for you, which is a good segue into me talking. Let's talk about the abilities. Um, so, this game is missing a bunch of the classic. I don't know about a bunch, but a handful of like the classic Kirby abilities. Which is, I mean, I think all the abilities in the in the game are good, but like, there's no beam. We got no stone. Um, there's no smash. There's no wheel. Um, oh, the wheel would have been so good. We for all this. know well, look, the 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 best Kirby form in the Smash logo. Forrest is right. There's no Smash. There's no Smash. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. I guess he doesn't have the fighter move set either. Like, yeah, there's no fighter I, in this. Um, so for context, David, there is a like power up or a form that Kirby. Yeah, there's been that is a, just it, his Smash move. That's his move set from Super Smash Bros. Uh, and it was, it, been, I think it's been it's in like two games favorite. and it has been in like secret areas. It was definitely yeah, that, in the Amazing Mirror on the GBA. Um, yeah, and then I think they brought it back for uh, Star Allies. It was available in like I one secret this, area. Uh, I said this sarcastically and look at me. Look at you. Egg on your face. I know. Yes. Um,. Is it the smash but, ball you swallow that makes you no, get this? Or? I don't know. Well, it's only a, you only get it from like the kind of. Uh, it's not from an enemy that you swallow. It's just like gotcha. one of those this planted power up things. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, um, gotcha. It might have the smash ball. In, I don't know. But I so, I think it, it's unfortunate because a lot of it I know it comes from the way like the move to, into the three D space. Um, because, like, they can't they can't really accommodate abilities that require a lot, a lot of vertical or horizontal movement. Um, that's why, like, the like the spaces in the levels with the car are specifically like designed for the car. Yeah. Um, so there there are no because it's not there isn't anything. Like you, if you brought the wheel ability into any of the levels, it would sort of break the levels, or the wheel would be useless. Um, I guess, and I guess you could say the same about like stone, which is um, its its utility it is in moving up and down. Yeah. Um, so it was just it was just unfortunate. Like, like I don't, I don't know why beam is not in it, but I guess you could say that the ranger ability kind of superseded that. And also, the final form of the ranger, the space ranger, is like the best ability in the game. I haven't gotten before that. before I the uh, the secret ability that you get after beating the post game. 
Um, another thing I, that w- I was kind of disappointed with about the abilities is like they um, they're all kind of dumbed down. Like where in in previous games, like different abilities have a really comp- complex move sets. Um, and really, the only the closer you get into that is with Meta Knight's the Meta Knight sword, as he has a bunch of different things he can do. Yeah, and then the the secret ability uh, is which is an upgraded Meta Knight sword and adds more stuff on top of that. Um, on the other hand, they did make sleep useful, so you know you you take what you can get. I like with the fire ability in this game they. I so I haven't played the past few years of Kirby games, um, but I know back in the day there were there was the regular fire ability, and then there was like the almost like a meteor um, dash one that were separate abilities in older games. But in this one, it's been combined into the same ability, so that that meteor crash dash forward thing is just your aerial attack in the fire form, pretty much. And I think yeah, that change that, is super helpful, especially in the change into 3D. Yeah, so it's good to have that. But I, I did find it, it was annoying. There, Like, there were times that I wish that I could jump and just use the regular fire. Yeah. Um, but instead it, it, it sent me flying. Uh, so I only found out about, like, that uh, move in the list just because I accidentally was moving forward and trying to sh- shoot fire in the air at the same time. Um. And then I just end up using it more than the actual regular fire spewing ability. Mm. It's good for traversal, I'll tell you that. Yeah, um, I think that the moves that, like, the Cyclone moveset is also, like, super useful. Just in the, um, like, the extra speed that it gives you and the amount you can move with it. Yeah, um, I I don't like using it as an a as like an offensive ability, but as a traversal, it's really good, and I like it, some of the puzzles it, and like its form fully upgraded is also like stupid strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I like it enough to try and get that. The one level that I had to do combat with it fully leveled up, it didn't impress me too much, but the really? traversal is aggressive yeah. and awesome. It basically makes it to a big plasma storm, essentially. Man, I miss the plasma ability. That's what this game is missing. Oh, uh, I love plasma. <sighs> Again, a thing that I think would be probably overpowered because it, it charges up by the, the way like you're moving. Um, or actually it would, or it wouldn't work at all because <laughs> it, it was based on like button presses of the D pad. Yeah. So you charge it up. So, so it might just be another one of the things that was cut because of the shift into the 3d space and they didn't know how to best make it work. But again, uh, it's also like it's space is taken by the, the ranger ability. Um, but like I, I think the the abilities overall though were were fun to use. I really dislike that they turned the bomber's hat into like this weird metal cone. I miss the old blue floppy hat. I uh, I didn't like the bomber until you could chain it with other bombs. 
I thought. Yeah, Bomb yeah. has been in, in previous careers. Bomb and Hammer have been two of my go-tos, and I think they are. Uh, Hammer is so good in this game. You think? I never yeah. found it to be all that great. I I by or the maybe time there's I, probably just, there's just other stuff that I like more probably. That's fair. Well, Bomb by the time, is kind of. Eh. By the time I got to the late game, I was pretty much like if. If there was an enemy around for me to pick up a power of, I was always trying to get either the sword back or the hammer. Like those are the two ones I was always dogging for if I could get them. Hmm. Yeah, I think the Meta Knight, the Meta Knight sword, uh, is definitely kind of it's another it's a sort of broken ability because it has close range and it has long range attacks and it has it just has so many different attacks it can do that it's just way stronger than everything else. In that full moveset for it is why I kept wanting to use it because, like, at least then I could do different like combos and stuff. So I could, yeah, it's just, I could it's just more satisfying my... to use. Yeah, uh, which is, I mean, it's cool, but it is kind of, you know, it 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 sort of <laughs> it makes things kind of easy. It, yeah, and it makes it the trivializes. other feel feel less fun to to use. Yeah, um, but then when you get the when you get that power, the the fourth power for that, it makes it. it it's it, look. It it. There's no reason to use anything other. It could just do so much stuff, and it just wallops everything. Uh, but of course, by the time you get that in the game, the only thing you have left to do is like the super hard boss ru- boss rush. Um, so surprising, there is a post game in this in this game. Uh, though what it amounts to is like condensed versions of all of the worlds into one stage and so you have like six uh extra long stages you have to go through and then crazy yeah and and each of them has like harder versions of the bosses and then there's an extra hard uh boss uh, extra hard new boss at the end of the game who is tough he he actually killed me a couple times um just because it's like a two stage fight and you don't really, and you don't heal, um, and Ooh. then you unlock a new tournament where you have to fight that gauntlet of bosses again, along with a new Meta Knight fight, like a new form of Ooh. Meta Knight fight, and then there's a new extra hard version of the final boss, who is really tough, um, who even with like the super most overpowered ability in the game gave me a run for my money. Um, and so that that was really satisfying. And also, the end of that tournament is like has story implications, which I thought was interesting. So really, Ooh. if you want to finish the story, you got to finish that uh, that post game. I don't know if I'm gonna do that, but uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe I'll do it in my downtime. Mm. Among all the other things you're going to play in your downtime. Uh, <laughs> I'm making good progress on one of those things. <laughs> yeah. We should also talk about the music in this game. Oh, so good. I love it. I've always loved Kirby music. Uh, it It always just struck me as super unique and really captured the tone of its areas really well and i'm glad that this game kind of continues that trend for me 
David, thoughts? Uh, I really liked it until the desert. <laughs> and so then, like everything else uh, with this That's game. crazy, dude. The ice. I love the desert. The it ice, also has like the coolest overworld theme. Uh, the over, like, I liked all the overworld music. Um, and I liked the magma music, the fire stages music. Really, the game got me back in the fire levels for the most part. That's so weird. <laughs> like, that's where it was losing me. I I think that there's something wrong with me. And that once they put a <laughs> desert setting in front of me, I was just like, I don't want to do this. You know, I hate sand. I'm very Anakin when it comes to <laughs> sand. And Dang, I don't you know. Could, you could like, you, could, you would probably never get through near Automata. <laughs> that's a shame. That's true. So so Listen, much of that takes place in, in a in desert. desert. <laughs> I think that's I think that's I mean we'll talk about Wonderlands later, but there's like oh, no sand there. Just, it's great. There's just so much of running around with that. It's like <laughs> in a desert. It's and it's like it's, random it's walls that will just stop you from moving too. Like you have to find your way around some stuff and it's Oh god. It's a little frustrating. Yeah, yeah. But that's not the uh, game we're so talking I think, about. Uh, yes. Uh, we're talking about its spiritual successor, <laughs> Kirby in the Forgotten Lands. <laughs> uh, and honestly, there's weirdly once you get to that like lore dump at the end, there's weirdly more uh, strange happenings, um, comparisons to the to the lore of, of Atomata yeah. than you actually thought. Oh, it's funny that, stuff. That final um, fight in the main story was super cool too. Like the spectacle of it. Uh, just yeah. in the design of the boss fight too, I I liked it a lot. I I would say it's probably my favorite fight in the game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think, um, I think Gory Mondo, the first boss, has as next to Gory Mondo, it yes. probably has like the most uh work put into the sheer spectacle. Yes. Um, because that first boss, like, uh, it sells it so well. I yeah, just and like I, I posted that the video in our Discord, but by the eight bit music theory guy, um, and he does he has this whole video, like half the video I guess, is about the way that the music, uh, in that stage specifically is like designed to work as you to change as you move through that stage and then build into that boss battle. It's so um, good. Unfortunately, they don't really like no, nothing else. None of the other boss battles until like the very end kind of reach that level of of care of like uh feeling specifically hand designed that 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 one did um but that's fine i I understand why they would want to do that for that boss, especially because that was like in the demo it's like okay, you really want to grab people with that um I think the music uh the music in that boss stage and in the boss fights is is are bangers um I think the music is overall good. Um, it really got annoying to me the amount of times they re like reuse the same theme, uh, and just kind of like shifted the rhythm or the instrumentation. Uh, like I don't know if you guys noticed it, but the that main theme was used over and over and over in the in the level design. Yeah. Um. And in the post game levels, they like all have the exact same music. Ooh. Yeah, and it's kind of disappointing. Um, like 
definitely like the the waddledy town and the overworld themes they're they're real real earworms and that the melody is kind of just like sticks in your head um and so and so there are definitely some highlights but it, i was i think i was disappointed by a lot of the music or rather the lack of diversity of the music that's uh, and it's fair. hard like i don't i'm trying to think back to other kirby games like i i also don't know that they have that many tracks um but i also don't think that other ones did the same thing where it's like reuse this theme over and over again in different styles it's like come on just give me some different music yeah um and then in those times in the games when different music pops up you're like ooh like that the the stage in in the dark when the the two times you go through like dark dark rooms as a light bulb it has its own yeah. specific theme and it's and it's really nice i love i i love everything about those levels so here's where maybe my my, <laughs> my view of the music is broken and that if i felt that a song was kind of repetitive I would just uh, turn the volume off and have more focus on TV noise, like with whatever I was watching or had on the TV, because that's what I do with all my Switch games. Is that yeah? Music... I mean, there were there were definitely, and I played it in mostly handheld. Um, Same. So I also yeah. I also would do that when I was like getting tired of the music, but I also like wanted to make an attempt to listen to all of it because, like Forrest said. The Kirby music has its own style and it really fits fits the games and also a lot of Kirby tracks are just really fun to listen to. Um and so like I wanted to hear all this stuff, but there but there definitely were times where like, all right, I'm turning the volume down. I'm kind of tired of hearing the same music over and over. Yep. I just can't stand playing a game and not having any form of audio feedback. Like I need some form of volume, mm. even if it's sounds the like first you haven't been fighting thing. a really hard boss that has false audio cues. No, I. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely, I, I need, it's, it's the same thing of like, of needing like visual cues in games when you're like hitting an enemy, or when you're being hit. Yeah, like David alluded to in the last episode when he was playing Final Fantasy. Um, I think also like that audio thing helps with that effect too is that it helps you know that you are doing stuff when you are able to hear the effects of of your gameplay yeah and so yeah i yeah. i would never like completely <laughs> mute the game uh but but for sure when i was going through levels and just hearing the same theme over and over i would i would turn it down and maybe turn the TV up or something else. Uh, well, I would so just I straight turn it off. So my brain wouldn't go insane from hearing the same music over and over. So I, I'm referencing Hollow Knight Forest, where they would sometimes do audio cues that were separate from the attack they were doing. Uh, That's which dirty. is dirty. <laughs> and so I found that if I would just turn the audio off, I would be way better at the boss fights. Uh, it's like me when I was playing the the original Neo, and I had exactly. to turn off all of the music in the game 
because it and was that, making me play worse. That's it's that's what inspired me. There was an episode of the show where Seth brought up the strategy, and I was like, "Man, I'm having a really hard time against." Um, oddly enough, the character that you play as in Silk Song, whenever that comes out, ah, um, I see. And so I turned off the audio, or I turned the TV down, and just nailed it first try with no audio. That is insane. And I, I can't like like that. F- like not even she she wasn't touching me, I nailed it. Um, and so whenever I had a hard time with bosses, I would do that, and it just it's a tried and true method. Wow. Now, uh, never mind. I, We're not going to talk about Elden Ring. It, I never had to do that with Elden Ring. Yeah, I was just thinking of two. I never had <laughs> yeah. to. There were, I think, there were a couple times playing to Elden Ring that I was like, mm, I wonder if I could just turn the music off because the music in that game is it wants to be known. Yeah. Yes. It's and this game. It's hard to this hear. Game is not. Else the, it's not the same in that, uh, you know, like music in a lot of games is sort of designed to heighten whatever you're feeling, um, and because in Kirby most of that turns into heightening like a sense of fun <laughs> it it never really becomes uh, a detriment in, in in the gameplay right except for in the moments when it's just annoying me um so what do you think of this game overall seth do you think you uh this suplex certified yeah i can absolutely say this suplex certified um i can say it's stronger than i said with elden ring uh if really? only, really? if only because there is like zero barrier to entry with this game. Uh, That's fair. Whereas, like Elden Ring, like I have, I absolutely have recommended Elden Ring to people who have never played Souls games, just because it's that good. But still, with like the kind of caveats, like oh, I don't know if this is your type of game, but it's really good. You might want to try it. Um, like Kirby, like there's there's not a person who plays games, who couldn't play this game and have fun with it. Um, and it really is just a, it's a very good game. Um, that makes sense. It's It was one thing like, you know, other Kirby games have kind of bored me with their level of difficulty. Uh, and I know that was a big, um, and with their length, because they're usually quite short. Uh, and those were, those are two big critici- early criticisms of Star Allies, which they then, uh, Assuaged with uh, the 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 bevy of of post launch stuff and the whole new harder campaign that they added, um. But I I don't like I th- I never found with this game that I that any I had any of those like having managed the game like the difficulty level and the length were not issues to me, so I think it it is easy but it 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 lands right in a, in a in a pretty good space. It's, so long as you know what you're going like, uh, and I think having played this directly after the harrowing ordeal that was Elden Ring also helped with me That's uh, not having to like being able to play a game where I just could be able to play it and not have to be my best uh, and most perfect, be in my best and most perfect form. Yeah, um, to I was merely just get through that it through this. Good. I that's pretty a much perfect, where I'm at. Too. Honestly, if you played Elden Ring, this is the perfect palate cleanser. Yes. I, entirely agree. Yeah. I mean I'm very with you. very low stakes, but there's difficulty there at the end if you want it. So that was and that was that was 
you know, it 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 kind of did a up up like a perfect kind of arc for me at the end. It was like, all right, I've removed Elden Ring from my body. I've played this, and then ooh, right at the end, oh, you're you're asking me to <laughs> to do a to little put, more to do a, put a little bit more effort into this. Give me a, throw a little bit of difficulty my way. Okay, I'll I'll gladly take that game. You burned <laughs> it for me. Yeah. Very good game, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, really good. Definitely Suplex certified. Would recommend to anyone with a Switch. Yep, Suplex certified. For absolutely. Me too. I I can't expound anymore on what you said. Um, and don't Seth, you dare try. <laughs> um, do you want to give some? Uh, we're we're pretty deep into the show. Uh, do you want to give some quick uh, feelings on Tiny Tina's Wonderlands? We've been playing uh, sure. through this game, and we're I think we'll we'll be able to talk about it in depth like we did Kirby next week because I'm pretty sure we'll beat it by next week. We're yeah, we've been we've been making a progress on it for sure. Um, I am loving this game. I want to un- oversell, and that uh, maybe it could let me down in the end there, but uh, um. If you listen to us talk about Borderlands 3 and For how disappointed we so were. So long. Um, this is not, it's not giving me the same vibes. Uh, yes. I think it, it immediately gets off to a, on, a, on a much better foot than Borderlands 3 does. Um, yeah, it's weird to say. That they seem to have scaled back a lot of the stuff, like that. A lot of the changes from Borderlands 2 to 3 that. I didn't like made it feel worse. I think they've scaled some of that stuff back. Um, the humor is a lot better so far. I don't know that I have cringed once in a way that like wasn't enjoyable at least. Yeah. Um, like there's it's you know it's a Borderlands game. There's gonna be cringy humor, but like in the past it's been charming, and in Borderlands Three it was kind of terrible, and it's back to being charming again. Um. Yeah, love to see it. Uh, yeah, I think that I, I, I really like the kind of overworld, the kind of JRPG style, or, or rather like old, like NES game style, like you have towns and then you have kind of a big overworld that you move through um, before uh, before the pervasion of, of op- everything open world. Um, right. It... I I wasn't sure how I'd feel about it, but I think it does work. It, it in in the sense in in this format where like you're playing a tabletop game and your character's moving through a tabletop world, um, and also uh, it makes it feel it, it, because of that the 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 world the levels that you're in no longer have just these huge sprawling deserts as David was previously alluding to. <laughs> Yeah, there's none um, of the excessive uh, ride a vehicle halfway across the world. Yeah, you just walk through the overworld, area. and you get to, and and that's how you go to the different areas that you can actually, that actually are interesting to move through, um, which I think works. And I don't know how it would work in a future Borderlands game that doesn't have the the trappings of this one. Right. Um, if, uh, if if anything, I I think that this makes me interested to see, um, wh- if they just 
I know that they're not they're gonna make a Borderlands four. They have to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I I'm almost more interested to see what this offshoot goes into. Um, yeah, I like this. What this is definitely much more for me. Uh, which I I know that you said earlier. You know, you didn't know how you were gonna approach the game. I wasn't going to even approach the game until I texted you and you kind of had and like... T- and, I, and I told you that I had already bought it and started playing <laughs> Yeah, and then I was like, okay, I mean, if he's going to... Like, we've played all of these games together. We've played Borderlands 1, 2, uh, the pre-sequel 3. Yep. We played them all together. So yep. I was like... Not in that order, but we did. Yeah, not in that yeah. order. Uh, we like actually went back and played one, one together. And three. We played one together in the HD version, even though we yeah. didn't originally play that one together. <laughs> yeah, um, which was an experience that you can go back and listen go to. Go back and listen we, to. We had many thoughts. I want uh, I want the listener to go back and listen because Seth uh the other day we were and all we had was a slight disconnection issue. And Seth goes, God, was the was Borderlands 3 this buggy at launch? And I had to remind him that there was cutscenes he could not see or hear yeah, I when totally he was forgot. in the game. <laughs> that was insane. So, so there uh, was the game, the game is the game is quite buggy, uh, especially when you are playing um actually I think I've only encountered bugs when playing uh, online with someone. So it, it's definitely <laughs> like some connection issues. Not as buggy as uh <laughs> as Borderlands three. one was. Or three. Um, and I guess not as buggy as three. Um, Don't play this game off a of quick resume. Also, yeah, if you're playing that's what this. we found that it totally, it breaks the game. <laughs> it starts. It'll remove, it'll remove your menu uh, items. <laughs> it'll uh, they're remove still there. It'll you just can't remove. see them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, hilarious. Uh, and there's, there's a small letter in each of the games that details that these games were made entirely with the work from home yeah um which is seems cool, like i think yeah it was cool uh which seems to me like they made this they probably came up with the idea of it before and then started working on it in sincerity after everyone was home um so you know there's there's a little bit of a not a plea but an ask for patience in there um, yeah, but the game is is so good they deserve the patience. Um, yeah, it's a lot of it's been a lot of fun. I think the the guns are like at least so far for me have not been super like as fun to play with. Uh, and you know it's a Borderlands game. They say there's a gajillion guns, um, and I think in in one and two they they all definitely felt good. Three like moved away from that. The guns were not definitely not as good as in, in three. Um, and three also had the problem of like blasting legendary guns at you like uh, every second, um, which made them feel less legendary and also they were less distinct. Um, and I think that that kind of carries over into this. At least so far, the guns have not really felt all that great to use. Um, and also, the class system is different. Instead of having three different characters or four different characters, you make your own character and choose from like one of six classes. Yep. That has its mm. own action skill um, and perk tree. And then 
later in the game, you get to choose a second class to add on top of that. It's um, awesome. And it, it's a cool system, uh, but it certainly, it like uh, I was saying with Kirby, I think it, it in allowing the, the sort of make your own character, it loses a bit of that authored feel that, because um, they were going about Borderlands 3, each of the characters had like three separate perk trees that turned them into the, like completely unique builds. Um, and like they all felt very distinct from each other. Um, and so I think you, you do lose a bit of that too. But so far the game has been, has been super charming and, and fun to play. Yeah. Had this, we had this absolutely absurd cutscene that we went through the other day that was like, what just happened? It was great. <laughs> Um, so look forward to hearing more about that next week. Also, um, Forrest and I, uh, played through Attack of the Clones yesterday. And the Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah, through. I was, you know, that implies through Phantom Menace. Like, we, we started at a Phantom Menace and got to Attack of the Clones and finished Mm, it. I don't know if it does Um, imply it. I didn't see it that way. I didn't hear it that way. I Okay, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so we're playing, or we did play Lego Star Wars yesterday together. It was a good um, time. It's a great time. It uh, made me feel like, feel like a kid again. Yeah. Really a shame there's no online co-op with <sighs> this game. Also a real shame that uh, if you're playing split-screen co-op, it you can't change the uh, way the screen splits. Yeah, it's only vertical. Um, but really, you know, f- it's three d- hours into it, I was used to it. Yeah, so it yeah. didn't bother me much. For sure. Um, so it's, you know, it's a Lego game. I don't know what else to say about it. Um, so, Seth, you might find this interesting and also hilarious when you're playing it. Um there are some moments where they obviously lifted the dialogue from the movie. Like straight up the same audio. And then there's other times where they had a voice actor fill in that dialogue for a character where they wanted to do a joke. And some those char- those voices are not the same. No. It's uh, most of the time it, it, <laughs> it is it, weird. It, yes. Most of the time it's weird. Um, That's great. A lot of them sound like they're just using the voice actors from like the animated series, like Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff. And other times they definitely are not. Yes, <laughs> it's really weird. Or like just the voice direction is often that's like making this one person who normally does that voice in all these other things just not sound like themselves. Yeah, it's weird. There's there's definitely a weird dissonance there. Qui Gon sounds uh, horrible. <laughs> Qui Gon sounds weird, but other times he's fine because yeah. they just use the lines from the movie. Yeah. Um, so the kid Anakin is terrible the whole time. Uh, I don't, it's weird. Someone Um, argue that he was horrible in the movie. You know, I think everyone's a little hard on Jake Lloyd and I like that movie a lot. It's fine. Um, we don't need to get into discourse on what Star Wars (laughs) is good and what Star Wars is bad. Um, so the the really just it's it's a fun Lego game and the so much side content. So Seth, you wouldn't believe we we spent like two and a half hours beating episode one 
and we only completed 50% of the stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, and we spent another two and a half hours beating Attack of the Clones, and we only got 30% of the stuff inside the levels. <laughs> I'm uh, terrified for how Revenge of the Sith is going to look once I get yeah, through it. There's a lot of stuff in this game. Um, but what's great about it is that unlike um, previ- unlike, say, Kirby, where you have to replay the whole level, you don't have to do that with this game. Once you play through the the plot, it unlocks all those areas in something called galaxy mode where you can go into galaxy mode and kind of do the free play. do the free play as any character you want and you can switch on the fly and go and get those collectibles outside of the campaign yeah like outside um, of the context of the missions that right those areas normally take place in in a in like a level yeah so that's going to be interesting and fun to play as and the space combat is pretty fun yeah the like when you're flying in space and everything um yeah and there's a ton of different vehicles and it's it's been a it it was a good time yesterday um forest Uh, was (laughs) i have to tell this story on the show yep because we have to embarrass Forrest yep. every time we get the chance. Yeah, I always. Uh, the other, I had two times yesterday. The other afternoon I was following Jar Jar Binks to go meet <laughs> Boss Nass, Seth. And Forrest is just wailing on this one poor innocent Gungan with <laughs> oh, his lightsaber. Oh no, not this one. I didn't even and think about this. I go, Forrest, what are you doing? We're following Jar Jar Binks. And Forrest goes, I thought this was Jar Jar Pinks. So he <laughs> just assumes all Gungans look the same, I guess. And I just was, I was speechless. He Wow, Forrest. <laughs> never took you to be a Gungan racist. He's, uh, oh, I, no. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm following Jar Jar. And he really was speechless too. You didn't say anything <laughs> after that. Yeah. Um, so oh. Forrest is a noted noted hater of Gungans. And I think, you know, frustratingly, most people are. Um I think there are redemptive qualities to them. And I like Gungans. And so that was just a fun moment yesterday. Uh uh, there was the part where I accidentally crashed the game uh, earlier, <laughs> like literally like 20 minutes before that. Yes, because Forrest decided to start a story event while my character was dying and reviving. It like it was supposed it to go into a cut game. scene, but it just froze everything. I had to reboot the entire game. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, me spending your... Oh, yes. So get this. When you're playing in co-op, the money pool you have, unlike in Borderlands, it's it's the same. It's not shared. And so, so, oh, yeah, especially when like the game just wants you to find characters. It doesn't want you to buy these hints. They make the hints. 30,000 coins. And I was and, not taking. And let me tell you, we have played through two episodes of the story, and we only have, like, 170,000 coins. And so Forrest is like, oh, look, Mr. Bones. Let me see where to get him. I, and he just clicks A, and then I'm like, 
what? And he, I, <laughs> and I realized go, <laughs> he had spent $30,000. And, like, I just wasn't thinking. Like, I didn't... It didn't dawn on me until after I'd already gone through with it. And guess what uh, the hit was? To just play through the campaign. Yep, and get to Exegol <laughs> at the end of episode nine. And it's, oh, like, it's great. Like, it's great. Glad we... Glad we spent 30k on that hint to just finish the story, which I was going to do anyway. Anyways. So, a lot of fun yesterday playing <laughs> Lego Star Wars. There will be more to be had. I, I promise um, I generally have more critical thinking skills than what I put on display yesterday. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know. I, um, but it's it's a good time. And Lego Star, it, the Lego games really allow you to have that sort of a, you know, head empty free time with friends. Um, despite they're adding some complexities to the game, which was which is also fun. Um, yeah, I saw a video of uh, someone with General Grievous pulling off like a DMC style unlimited combo. Ooh, oh I yeah, see that. I, I've been seeing some videos on Twitter today about just like how extended combos can get and there's like launchers and yeah yeah like the, the skill trees and the combos get insane. nuts insane yeah i don't know how to grasp that concept in a lego game you know it's it's <laughs> it is this is like uh the lego game to end all lego games yeah essentially where do you go from here um i Even don't know more so than lego worlds isn't that the failed MMO? Wait, well, I'm thinking of that. Uh, no, I'm thinking of the not GTA Lego game. The Lego City Undercover? Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm thinking of. That game was fun. On the Wii U? I had that game. That was good. I almost got it on Switch. The best is, Lego game that I've ever played was Lego Racers on the Nintendo 64. Or you mm. could build your own race cars. Literally build them from bricks. It was great. And it was that a car sounds... racer. Super Ooh. Cool. So there is something neat about this game real quick before we go to the news. Um, so there's... You have to... Of course, Seth, when you're trapped in a poison gas chamber, you have to use your lightsaber to cut a hole in the wall, right? So the game makes you... Follow the path of the bricks that make the wall. So, like, you you have to trace your saber through the bricks that technically make the wall up. So oh, it's nice. a very interesting little puzzle. Yeah. A um, lot, of, lot of good, high-quality detail in the, the Lego pieces, too. Um, but with that, we are going to take a break and be back with some news. Hi, Big Joe here, and I'm here to tell you to check out Suplex the Sticks on all social media platforms at at Suplex the Sticks. Links for the socials and the invite to our Discord are in the show notes below. Subscribe and review the show on your favorite podcatcher, and while you're at it, let your friends know about the podcast. It's the best way to help us grow our community. And with that, back to the show. And we're back. All right, so... We, we don't have a lot of news, but we have some news. Um, so the other day, uh, 
Joe and I in the Discord were lamenting about how in Horizon Forbidden West you had to go through the pickup animation to pick up stuff off the ground and harvest things. Uh, that's not the case anymore. In the accessibility options, they've patched it in to where you can turn that off. Speedrunners are thriving that's now. <laughs> 10 can out I say of 10. That that's a great addition. I That just made me think about how, like, in Kirby, there are a ton of really cute bespoke animations for different, like, things that you can do. And, it, and they're great. And I wish you could turn them off because <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I just want to drop off the stupid blueprint and not have to go through the whole yeah. song and dance. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. As opposed to the literal song and dance that happens at the end of every level. Yes. Let me let me turn off animations. I'm fine with that actually because that's you like it, you're at the end of the level. You're not like waiting to get to the next thing. You finish the thing. Turning off animations <laughs> is actually what I did when I was playing through the Pokémon Diamond remake. Because uh, oh, so I you, you turned it, it into a text adventure. Yes, Zork? absolutely, and it was wonderful. <laughs> it made that experience so much smoother. Well, what what would have made it even smoother is not playing it. it, it I'm just <laughs> that's just I. Hate I'll take any chance I get to, to torpedo Diamond Four. Four. Yeah, freak off. Um, I, so that's. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's that's I'm that's how I'm built. You're uh, shooting straight for my heart here, David. Yeah, yeah. I know. You and like three other three people other and they people. just happen to be in our Discord. Um so you <laughs> I'm not alone. Um, Gen four Pyrrhus, I can never yeah, never get it. Couldn't be me. Um I'm not even a purist. Uh, just not bad. Remedy announced that they I also today don't think it's bad, but it's not my favorite. Also, they, that's good. they announced that they're remaking Max Payne 1 and 2 uh, in, like they, they got the rights and are working with Rockstar to remake the first two Max Paynes in the um, North Light engine, which is the, the control, the control engine. engine. Oh, yeah. nice. I was about to ask that um, so. if you guys knew what it was. Remedy's really working on a lot of stuff. Yeah, man. they're doing they're doing a lot of stuff for sure. I love to hear it. I I do too. I'm just worried about some of it getting clogged up. I want to, you know, just please get help, hire people. Don't be s- slamming. I mean, I know that this is just how it is, but you know, like they're working on Control Two, Alan Wake Two. Well, we don't. The control two is an assumption because it's not announced. I would assume they're at least probably doing just like super early. I thought yeah, like they said they stuff. were working on the future of control. Yes, and I they did say that, but I think I don't think it's direct active. thing. Well, I think the uh, the immediate the game that that is referring to is Alan Wake two. Mm, like they yeah, they said yeah, they were yeah. working on in the control universe. Like I remember it was like they're working on like two games in the control universe or something like that, right? Okay, so it, it's they just said it's in the early conception phase. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess. So um, I would imagine the people. I mean, I don't know how like teams work there, but I I I could 
my best guess would be that they have a team like the the group of people who made who remastered Alan Wake are probably spearheading this. But I don't. That would know. make sense. I also like. I you know I I I have trust in a developer like Remedy to understand their limitations. Uh, because they're not a big AAA studio. Yeah, especially uh, after they uh, shot for the stars with uh, Quantum Break. Yeah, Quantum Break. Um, mm. So I think uh, they, <laughs> if they, if they are announcing this, um, I think they know that they are equipped to handle it alongside the other stuff that they're doing. I'm looking forward to these remakes, though. Uh, I liked Max Payne 3 a lot in the, uh, back in the day when it came out, but I never got the chance to play one or two. Um, so I, I haven't played any of them. So now maybe I'll solid. finally get to understand some of these references that they've yeah. thrown in. And I bet there will be references to Alan, Alan Wake and, that, and Control that will be retrofitted into... Oh, for games. sure. Uh, I am really hoping that they keep Sam Lake as like the actor for Max Payne in one and two. Yeah, like that, that's just like it. a like there's so much charm in those games that like I I don't worry that Remedy will get rid of the charm, um, especially because like a lot of the original developers from those first two games are what Remedy is now. Like, it is in their blood yeah. to, to do these things. But, you know, with just the nature of remakes and making something old new again, you sometimes you worry that they will throw some things out in favor of a more modern sensibility, like, touch of design and presentation. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but I think they, they are a developer who... Like, they have really refined their specific style. And so I would imagine, especially having, like, the same people who made it that, um, well, again, it's not a, they're, they're not a, when, Remedy is not a developer who, when they announce something, I'm, I'm worried that it's going to be, like, a half-baked or an unfaithful thing to what they are. Yeah. Um, so they have 300 employees. I just looked it up. Uh, and... The reason why Max Payne 3 isn't in this is because they didn't make Max yeah. Payne 3. Yeah, that was all Rockstar. Yeah, that was all Rockstar. So the first two games were written by Sam Lake and done by Remedy. And the third one was written by the whatever Hauser <laughs> that was at Rockstar. Yeah. And has recently left. Um, and they maybe that's why 3 was so gritty and... Oh, for sure. Crimey. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I'm really interested to play these games, and I will now that they're remaking them. Uh, it's going to be on all consoles. It's not just going to be like a PlayStation exclusive thing or anything. Um, so that's good. Um, and I'm excited to see more things in the control engine as they've uh, worked on it over time. So excited to delve into weird stuff yeah um before we get into the other stuff uh e3 is canceled not 
in any uh not like disney but it's actually not happening uh yeah like e3 is not happening it is off the maybe forever maybe maybe for it's possible uh it has it has died and then resurrected in the past so i wouldn't say that it's completely a thing of the fa- of the past but for now we have the what's his name the jeff keely <laughs> these people are giving him two spaces in the year to take up and he's gonna take them. he's gonna take them yeah and he's going to take arms. every news opportunity and slap that Summer Game Fest hashtag on it, whether or not it is, <laughs> is actually part of his program. Or not. He's going to be like, yeah, baby, this is Summer Game Fest. And you and love everything. No one will that... know what Summer Games Fest is or <laughs> exactly. when it happens. It's just, just everything that happens during Summer Games Fest. Which ever really, so uh, there you Games see Fest. that hashtag outside of summer most of the time. Yeah. So yeah, it's well, look, it's it's everything from January to December before <laughs> the Game Awards. That's what Summer Games yeah. Fest. Is. The Game Awards is really like December Games Fest, you know, <laughs> or November, whatever. Yeah, the rest <laughs> of the year is just Summer Games. Yeah, yes, yeah. you know how it is. Um, I'm, you know, <laughs> I I love this I, podcast. Actually, falls as under Summer Game Fest. Jeez, <laughs> uh, sometimes yes. Um, I love to see the messiness of this a little bit in that the moment the ESA announcement came out, Jeff Cayley, of course was starting up start the Twitter the machine for, <laughs> you know, I listen, I don't want to see E3 go away. It's a huge part because of it's the year hu- for me. It's a huge yeah. part of the year. But it will still exist without the E3 branding. Yeah. Like, like yeah, Microsoft will still happen. All of it will still around happen. the same time. Yeah. Um, Just because that's what the the news cycle is. Like it's they're they're kind of baked into that. But who knows? This this may um, allow, or rather, push Microsoft and Sony into more. Trying doing their own thing, but I think they've also been moving in that direction away from the big trade shows. Um, as a person who is not in like games journalism or media, uh, it is. I I also echo that it's kind of disappointing to see E three go. Um, you know, it was you sort of grow up and 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 it's this huge event, and it was always something that. It's like, man, I would love to go to this one day. And of course, re- the re- yeah. recent years, people have been able to go, but you know, it's it's also all the way in California. Um, that was a big dream and of so, mine as a kid, and so it is kind of disappointing to think that that will never be back. Um, but it's also like, you know, all the people you follow on Twitter, they're all like, "Yeah, E three probably should be dead," um, and, I'm, and so they probably have their own reasons, and and maybe just like. The era of those big trade shows where everything happens, like it has been, E3 in the past years has, like, I mean, like I said, it died once before, um, and 
you know, it came back. But ever since, it's been slowly turning into becoming less and less of a big uh, tentpole thing. So certainly the games industry will survive without it. But it is kind of a... It is kind of disappointing to not have right. this huge thing in the middle of the year. That yeah. It's like you know big stuff is going to happen. Because you know, for I'm... whatever, for all that, all, all of Keeley's bluster, um, his his events still do not guarantee to bring the noise. <laughs> yeah, I think there's still some cool stuff that it brings, but... Yeah, I mean, for sure. Working. Like, And there will be announcements. Um but it'll probably just be companies doing their own thing rather than part of whatever Keeley's, whatever Summer Games Fest is. Yeah. Right. My my main issue with the Keeley stuff is that all of this is advertisements. I'm not trying to get away from that. I understand that these are all advertisements meant to get me to buy a game. Um, but during the... Kaylee stuff you'll see like the same Genshin Impact commercial like eight times or the same you know like free to play mobile kingdom game like I want to be advertised new games that I don't know about not free bonus bucks for signing up in some limited time window and Genshin Impact or whatever, yeah. or some other free to play game, or some Twitch Prime, um, stuff right? For Twitch me, like, Prime, yeah. or um, th- there was that one year where it was the Stadia commercial almost every time in between a trailer, <sighs> oh, and it was like I wish I couldn't see this again. Um, so it feels like you get a lot. That is the beauty of the big of of those press conferences, right? Is that is that you don't it get was that just. Yeah, it was just a block. It's just certainly certainly advertisements, but they were all from one company. Yeah, and you knew when you when you could tune out. Yeah, Um, Yeah. and if there was an announcement for Fortnite or something, it was related, and and had a purpose to be there, not as filler or to get ad money. Yeah, or just an ad Um, break. So it's. You know, I, I want to be clear, like, I know I'm being advertised to. I'm not an idiot. Um, but but I would like effort to, to be put into the advertising. Yeah. Um, More focused. So I'm, I'm hoping that the companies still do their own things and don't let Kaylee dictate a lot of stuff, which I think they will. Um, I could see Sony stopping altogether, um, possibly doing something small because they do state of plays already um each company has sort of taken on this sort of pseudo nintendo direct style of thing i would say Um, the only one like kind of remaining a little bit in the old ways is xbox like they don't do that equivalent showcase event as often as either directs or state of plays happen oh yeah they still have something it's called the xbox something i can't remember but it's nowhere near as frequent no um and it's usually filled with a lot of weird crosstalk and Man. interviews and stuff. And yeah. I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah. So don't maybe don't do that. Um but yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens this year around the June time frame. Um and you'll inevitably hear about it because you listen to the show and we will cover it. Um so 
let's we'll end off on there's a Unreal Engine 5 tech thing the other day, Tuesday at 11 in the morning. Um, it basically was there to announce that Unreal Engine 5 is out now or whatever, and it's ready for people to use. Um, but the the big stuff from it is that the new Crystal Dynamics Tomb Raider game is going to be developed on Unreal Engine 5. And also... Uh, the next Witcher game, which this was announced on Twitter, but the next Witcher game is going to be on Unreal Engine 5 instead of on CD Projekt Red's uh, whatever engine. the proprietary engine is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, a bunch of things on Unreal Engine 5 and this probably is the death, uh, death nail in the coffin for Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> They're like, we're going to go work on mm. Tomb Raider now. That's okay. Don't want to do this anymore. Peace. Yep. Y'all got Spider-Man. We out. <laughs> we we fulfilled some of those early promises. We fulfilled some <laughs> promises. Bye. Uh, we delivered a game. <laughs> you know that stuff you mined that actually sounded interesting? Nope. No. <laughs> cool. Thanks. So. I hope it's good. Uh, like I've played the Tomb Raider games, and I've liked for the most part all of them. But look, three was kind of a letdown, and then they followed that up. Crystal Dynamics followed that up with Marvel's Avengers. So, you know, I hope this game's good. But that are, I don't know that the, the track record has has been trending down. So yeah, I thought uh, three was let's hope bad. They can, let's hope they can get back in the form. I'm hoping so, because one and two were great. And then three, I think you're being generous. I stopped playing three. I think you're being a degenerate. No, I I stopped playing three (laughs) in the middle of it. It was bad. Hey, both are are, uh, valid accusations. (laughs) Um, Um, I am the generous degenerate. Ellen DeGeneres. Um, (laughs) Jeez. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I I just I did not. I think we I think we were doing that show actually when Tomb Raider three came out. Uh, so you could go back and find those episodes. Uh, um, yeah, that that game was bad. I didn't like it. It was I fine. Stopped playing it was it. basically, uh, like the bargain bin version of one and two. Like it did all of the same things, and it felt familiar enough. It was the we have Tomb Raider at home Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also kind of had an actively bad story, so uh, Yeah. I don't know. Um but and this I think it came out around the same time as that bad movie too. So yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh boy. So. I need to watch that movie because I no, really don't. I want to compare Buddy, it. I want to compare it to the Uncharted movie, which I did see. Unfortunately, as long as you don't compare it to the first Tomb Raider, like the the first Crystal Dynamics game. Yeah. Wait, you watched Uncharted? Yes. Hold on, we didn't report on this. How was it? Uh, how how was how was your video game movie experience? That's not a vision. That's not an audio <laughs> medium for us. I can't. He shook his I head. I shook my head now. <laughs> uh, well, don't you know. don't waste your money. <laughs> Go watch Indiana Jones instead. 
There you go. That's what I've said about in, that's what I've said about, <laughs> about Uncharted, Uncharted exactly. all along. Exactly. Go just there just, are better globe just trotting. Pop in adventures. Last Crusade and have a good time. Yeah, have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've said all the time. Uh, now I want you to watch Tomb Raider and <laughs> report back with your comparisons. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I have to go see this movie now. And we can re- we can do it together. <laughs> Maybe the next episode just ends up if just no us news comes out, us talking video about, game movies. Yeah, because I'm seeing Sonic 2 tomorrow. Oh, lucky. And really, I'm going to be on such a high that I might as well bring it down a little <laughs> yeah. by watching Uncharted. No, I'm already ready for ready for it to <laughs> to bring me down if I watch it. Oh, so. Listen, I'm going to uh, see a movie with Mark Wahlberg in it, and he's not going to say, say hello to your mother for me. So I. How do uh, you know? You know what? He might. That would make it all yeah, worth it. Don't spoil it. it for us. He he doesn't say that. Don't spoil it for us. Oh. Don't spoil it for us. All I'm saying is that Sonic the Hedgehog is the best video game movie adaptation so far. And Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is going to be even more. Well, more what? Okay. More, it'll, it'll be <laughs> more. going to be more. More, be more, more better. Um, <laughs> all right, so look forward to that next week. Uh, along with us talking about Wonderlands, and I don't think we're beating Lego Star Wars soon. Um, but who knows? Um, but you'll hear more back from us on various video games and video game movies next week. Yeah, you'll hear. So, you'll hear more better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, we should also we'll talk about the Halo TV show next week. We'll be we'll be like three episodes yeah. in, and we should we should let people know what we're thinking. Yeah, because we haven't. Um, but really, quick, quick, uh, quick feelings. If you like to see humans explode like water balloons because of a plasma bullet, the Halo TV show's for you. That's fair. Uh, those people viscerally explode, and it is the uncomfortable. Are kind of like wild in a great way. Yeah. So we'll talk about that next week, and we appreciate you listening as always, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. See ya.